Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action. With $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard that right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of one dollar or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbooks. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 9 with it and welcome to the fourth line voice podcast my name is darren thank you very much for tuning in episode 134 of the big show some enforcer based podcasting coming at you brought to you by the hockey podcast network how's everybody doing out there end of the weekend beginning of the work week depending on when you're listening to this if it's sunday morning you're sitting there drinking your coffee you got your earbuds in listen you're sitting outside on the deck just staring up at the clouds listening to the Smooth, silky sounds of a man in the back room of his condo that won't sell. Close your eyes. Let me take you away on a journey. Watch the sights and the sounds as they fly through the air. And if it's a Monday morning, wow, that's the shits, isn't it? 
We're on our, you're, you're on your way, you're commuting, you're looking at your dashboard right now, nodding. Maybe you're on the train, the subway, what have you. However you decide to get to work, 10 speed, I don't know, walk. What time do you get to work at? I work with a few people that literally get to work 45 minutes to an hour before their shift starts. What's wrong with these people? I don't understand. I show up like literally five minutes before my shift. Yeah. I want to be the least amount of time there as possible. But yes, here we are. Another Sunday episode. Actually, I'm recording this on Friday. <clears throat> yes, it's the end of the work week. Um, I was actually supposed to have today off, but of course I was into work. It was only for about four hours, but still had to get up. And then I sat here, I dozed off in the chair for a little while. Now it's about four o'clock and I'm, and it, it's, it's, it's funny when I, I mean, I know I have to obviously record an episode at some point, either today or tomorrow. Or like, you know, as I'm sitting here on a Friday, I know I have to record Friday or Saturday, right? For Sunday's rant show. But it's amazing how how fast it sneaks up. Like, it just felt like I talked to Pete Vandermeer. Like, I just put up Vandermeer's interview like three minutes ago. That's what it feels like. But here we are already having to record another episode. Yeah, so um, I've often said this. um, I'm not... Well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, I'm not sure how, long, how much longer I can do two episodes for. But the hardest interview, or the hardest episode is the Wednesday one when it's an interview. Because now you're relying on someone else to show up at some point to record. And, you know, and it's really, you basically, at, at the time of, like, dropping it, you have six days to get another one, right? Well, basically five, actually. So, yeah. So in that time period, you got to hope. And then the thing is, if you have a guy agree, oh yeah, tomorrow we'll do it for sure. And then he's like, ah, oh, I got to reschedule just, uh, you know, tomorrow for sure. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh yeah, I can't. And it's like, oh shit, you know, and that's happened a few times. So, um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know if it would be easier with seven days. I guess this is just a rant show though. Never mind. I'm thinking out loud here. Um, meaning I have like no topics for today. Uh, <laughs> actually that's not true. I do have something. Um, more best in the East in the Western Hockey League, um, 2000, 2001, go through that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I really, I really, uh, I I was sitting there this afternoon sitting in my chair and I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know what to talk about today. Um, I didn't really write a lot down. Normally, like anybody listens to this show knows that, Throughout the week, I'll like I'll write shit down, right, and on sticky notes, and and uh, you know, come Friday, I put all my sticky notes out here, and um, yeah, just start ranting. Mm. But um, yeah, I have a sticky note out, but I really only wrote a couple things. But um, yeah, so I'm kind of uh, at a loss for words. A real professional. Set up we got going. I will say what I did do though is I did a list, uh, for the minor league mayhem five, the fifth annual minor league mayhem tournament. Again, another, another Twitter tournament, 64 of minor league hockey's toughest dudes. So I got the, uh, I got the list right here and, uh, I would like to do a bracket, another bracket preview show. And I will be doing that with hopefully with Alec and Jay out in Iowa, but Jay, 
Mr. Uh, fucking Big Shot's going on holidays this weekend. So he'll be gone for 10 days. So when he gets back, so I'm thinking it'll be an early September um, minor league mayhem bracket breakdown. So I always look forward to those shows. I like having those guys on the show and, and talking and talking minor league tough guys. I was just looking at this list and man, like when you write it out, whew, yeah, it is, um, well, you just, I mean, I, you know, I won't break the whole list down, but I mean, you just, the first few, Morasti, Yablonski, Bylois, McIntyre, Bonvi, Segroy, Link Gates, Mel Engelstad, Joel Terrio, Steve Bosse. I mean, you know, God damn, we're getting it, we're getting at it quick here. So, yeah, it's, uh, phew, it, it'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing it to, uh, to Facebook and, uh, and creating that conversation. Um, I will get into Facebook here in a second, but, um, how about we do this? We'll get the, uh, we, I don't want to say we'll get the sponsors out of the way. Oh, that's the other thing I want to ask, uh, for you guys listening out there. Get a hold of me. Um, on social media, whether it be fourth line voice on Twitter or on Facebook, just send me a private message. And I'm just curious to know, because I have to do it. It's regardless. It's not just don't do it. It's regardless. What do you think? Should I do the ad read? Should I put that before my theme music or do I, or do it after the theme music? What, what is the better spot for that regard? I have to do it before or after I can't do it in the middle or at the end or whatever. I have to do it before or after the theme, the intro, the intro music. So, yeah, I'm just curious to what your guys' thoughts are. And I know you probably at this point you only skip over or whatever. Um, as I said in the last last episodes, um, in terms of the podcast and stuff, um, you know that's what the network and that's what these shows. It does not just the hockey podcast, but any podcast you listen to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like YouTube. I know the ads are annoying and everything else. And I, I, you know, I completely agree, but at the same time, if it's a product that you're interested in or, or what have you, um, I legitimately please use the, the promo code. Cause I mean, that's how, that's the new age of advertising, right? And that's how we get paid. And, uh, now I'm not saying go run out and gamble your paycheck as far as DraftKings goes. But, uh, if you're going to get into gambling, especially with the NFL starting up here shortly or college football starting up shortly. Um, yeah, it'd be really cool if you could use the THPN promo code at DraftKings. And, uh, cause like I said, that's how they track us, right? That's, you know, I mean, if they have four guys over a year use the THPN fucking promo code, they'll be like, well, what are we giving these clowns money for? No one, you know, it's not helping anything. So I really hope people out there are doing, it. I know a couple of you guys have, and I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but going forward, I, I really hope, uh, you know, if you guys are going to get into betting on DraftKings, uh, hopefully you'll use the THPN promo code. And what's the college football one? Like $200? Like $200 in free bets? Like, yeah, how do you beat that, right? I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, unfortunately, I can't do that in Canada. We can't do it. But, I mean, for my American listeners out there, have at her, man. That's pretty cool. So, hopefully you guys are taking advantage of the promo codes and... uh you know, I know um, going forward, uh, there's different advertisers um, for different shows and stuff. So, you know, hopefully we can continue to to get the sponsors and uh, and like I've and I've I've talked to each and then I mean that's their battle is to try to. It's not like they're, you know, they're obviously trying to find guys. Um, yeah, hopefully we can find some cool products that the listeners will dig and uh, 
I mean, it's one thing, oh, we have a sponsor, and then, like, no one gives a shit about it, but, I mean, you know, we had jerseys before and stuff, and, yeah, I mean, I'd really like to, even just on this show, I mean, we could get individual sponsors. Um, that's actually something I've never really looked into. I know a few of the guys I've actually had on my show or that I interact with a lot on social media actually have their own businesses. Um, yeah, I should look into that, talk to them about that. I'm not really sure, you know, how, how the whole, how that all works, but I mean, obviously I'll send them over to the network guys, but I don't know. I think, it would, you know, going forward, I mean, I'll say it right now, guys. I mean, yeah, you might start hearing a few more sponsors on here, but it's just like TV, right? I mean, you gotta, you gotta keep the lights on somehow. And, um, yeah. So the only reason I bring this up is because, uh, I had a message from someone about my ad read. Not only was my ad read terrible, and I know my ad read was terrible, but they're just kind of like, oh, it's kind of annoying and whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, I know, but you know, this is, them's the facts on why we have to do it. So, um, Yes, bear with, please. But, um, but, remember the Hockey Podcast Network? There's over 50 shows on the network. Whatever NHL team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. So check it out. I mean, uh, camps are, what is it? Prospect camps are already going. God, it's like, didn't it just end? But, um, yeah, so, I mean, they're always busy with their draft picks and whatever those shows talk about. But, uh, yeah, whatever. Again, whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Uh, for my off network friends, of course, I got Florida, man. Oh, yeah. Mud show out in Florida. Five for fighting. Actually, his last episode, the live interview, uh, with Sean Pete in the Facebook group was tremendous. Sean Pete was an excellent guest. Um, told, told some great stories, told a great brophy, brophy just fucking annihilating him. Verbally, yeah, that was that was funny as shit. He actually works in NASCAR now, so. But yeah, cool guest. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I'm really dig. I, I was pissed that I actually wasn't able to uh, to to attend the the live feed. I like to get in there and, and uh, you know flap my lips and stuff. But uh, I mean, not when a player is getting interviewed. That's different. I mean, it's all uh, cheers. Here's the so the first in this hand. Um. It's one thing when Alec is, uh, this is terrible shit. What is this? I, I went and bought Brewhouse Ultra. Yeah, I know. It's still 4% though, but 100 calories. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to maintain my girlish figure. You know, I mean, I know bath- bathing suit season's almost over, but um, I saw it now. It's like, it's the local place. It's the Great West in Saskatoon here. And um, that is not very good. I mean, I'll drink it. I'm not going to pour it down the sink or anything, but. Yeesh. Uh, you know, I mean, that that's entering friggin' Bush Light territory. But, um, yeah, they, uh, I mean, when he has a guest on, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. Not like he can verbally go in, but I like to type. And when Alec is sitting there by himself, just rant, and I like to chime in and make fun of him. But, uh, no, it's, it's a really cool, um, I really like the idea that Alec came up with. And, uh, I, hopefully it can gain some momentum going forward and you get more people involved. Um, it's one thing if it's going to be a player and, you know, cause you want to be respectful of the player and you listen to their story and whatever. But I think the interaction would be really cool. Um, 
Yeah, because like even when Sean was on, I mean, I was briefly in there for a second, and uh, I quickly asked him about Paul Ferone because they had played together in BC. So, and he, you know, whatever and he told the Ferone thing, and it was it was cool. So that interaction will be really cool, and I think going forward you can do a lot of cool stuff with that. So I think that's a really good idea on Alex's part. I'm sure his wife came up with it. I mean, you know, I don't know, fucking Bush boy there. I don't know if he'll come up with it, but him and his jerseys. Always he's always showing off his jerseys and. Drinking his bush. Oh, it's bush apple. Yeah, we've we've fallen off that cliff. Bush apple. Yeah, yeah. He's. I, I asked him. If he's trying to sync up his period with his wife's. You know, like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> what are we saying here? Oh yeah, but go listen to his show. In all seriousness, though, no. uh, he does a great show. Alex, good dude. Uh, tremendous back catalog. By Lois, Rob Ray, Segroy. On and on. I mean, he's had great guests on. Definitely check out. Definitely check out his back catalog. And uh, yeah. And if you're on Facebook and you're not a jackass, join the Enforcer Appreciation Group. Um, it is going private, so it'll be harder to get in there. Uh, we let too many yahoos in. And this is what uh, that'll be one of my topics here. I'll talk about that shortly. But uh, check out the group on Facebook. It's pretty cool. Then, of course. The Long Island Dandy himself, Jolton Joe Lazito. Give me the Lazito. Is uh, Islander Enforcer Appreciate? Uh, I get uh, appreciation. Where am I? I'm, I'm mixing everything together here. It's only like a beer and a half, and I'm already mixing things. Uh, no, Coliseum Chronicles. It's an Islander Enforcer podcast, dedicated podcast. Again, tremendous back catalog. McFacota, Bolton, Ashen, Strudwig. On and on. Joe does a great job. Um, yeah, it, uh, and I mean, and he does a number of different topics. I mean, not only does he do, because I mean, that's the thing. When you've sort of been, when you're a specific, uh, as specific as that, as an Islander podcast, I mean, there's only so many guys, there's only so many Islander enforcers you can talk to, right? So, I mean, Joe's had to be, um, creative. I mean, he's done, uh, Seasons episode where he breaks down a, a season of a player. Uh, he's got a really cool one coming up here that I'll tell you about in a second. Um, he's got that. Um, now he's doing... Um, what? Hold on, I'm going to pause it. Okay, I had to go look it up. I'm like, I don't know what he's calling this new series. It's Talking Isles Enforcers. And uh, basically he talks to, uh, you know, just different... Uh, um, Players that, you know, obviously didn't play for the Islanders, but played against them and, and that sort of thing. And his latest one was episode uh, 61 uh, with Trevor Steenberg. Um, yeah, and they, uh, unfortunately, I have not listened to that. Uh, I always listen to all of Joe's stuff, so it's certainly nothing personal. I will listen to it. It has been downloaded, and I usually have it in my truck going on at work. And uh, that it was a whole schmoz this week in terms of the truck. And every, blah, 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 nobody wants to listen to work problems, but I have it downloaded. I will listen to it. I listen to all of Lazito's stuff, so I'll definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, so he's got to be be creative because, like I said, uh, you know, there's only so many Islander enforcers you can talk to. And uh, but Joe's doing a great job. He's a big deal on Long Island. Dude's got his own fucking merchandise merch. He's got his own store. You go online. There it is. Coliseum Chronicles store. Got Joe Lazito's face all over the place. Like I said, it's on t-shirts, hats, mugs, pens, stationery, frisbees, hockey sacks. I don't know. 
uh, pants, like I always say, if you want to sit on Joe's face, you can do that. With with uh, just hit the Joe Lazito stores, and uh, there you go. All things Lazito. Yeah, you walk around Long Island. I don't know if that that might get you a little heat though. Wearing I don't know, like gang colors or something. Who knows? You got to watch yourself. But uh, I'm not sure when he's going to release this. But I know uh, Joe was kind of talking to me about it. He's really excited. Uh, it's going to be a season's breakdown. Yeah, and it's about time. I know a lot of people have been clamoring for it. It is the 1993-94 season breakdown, number 17, from Penza, Russia. That's right, Jan Kaminsky. Really excited about it. Um, you know, we break down how he played the one game with the Jets before coming over to the Islanders. Uh, that whole saga. Oh, it'll be tremendous. Uh, the Penza Pearl, as Joe likes to call them. Um, really looking forward to that one. Hope you guys tune in. Um, yeah. And like I said, tremendous. And Joe puts in the work. I mean, we're you know we're gonna find out. We're gonna hear about you know pregame meals, the whole nine yards, uh, different shifts, how we managed to pick up three points in twenty eight games. We're, we're gonna hear it all, and uh, really looking forward to that. So uh, check it out. He's available on all major platforms. Joe and Joe Lozito, Kevin Lozito. There we go. Oh, I almost forgot. Yes. Well, the Jan Kaminsky episode is happening because uh, uh, Joe's just putting the finishing touches on his New York Liberty power forward uh, breakdown. So, a lot of things happening over there on Long Island. And, uh, you know, it's New York, New York. It's a city that never sleeps, man. Joe Lozito never sleeps. You Islander fans are a lucky group. I'm telling you right now. Check out Joe's show. Joe's a good dude. I'm pretty sure Joe hates me at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. But what are we going to talk about here on this mud show? Look at that. We're uh, 18 minutes in. Look at I managed to fucking uh, waste 18 minutes of your time. That's 18 minutes you're never going to get back in your life. Wow. That's terrible. This beer is terrible. But, alright, um, first thing I want to talk about, at the top of the show, I'm always ranting and raving and bitching about something, and, uh, once again, it came up in the Facebook group, like I said, the Enforcer Appreciation Group, um, I'm often, I'm not, well, I, I say that, I'm not, I'm not, well, I <laughs> That's the sad thing. I'm not surprised anymore. And, um, but just the amount of fucking idiocy on social media. I mean, everyone knows, everyone knows, but I'm just gonna, I won't even go into everything else that's going on in the world with the morons out there, but, um, in the, I'm just going to, this Islander or the Island, sorry, sorry, Joe, uh, I'll, here, I'm going to put that, I'll throw this sticky note away. Um, in the Enforcer Appreciation Group, uh, as it, when it first came out, I know Alex's uh, goal with it was to sort of make it a real, almost like a player type um, group where ex-players come share stories, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it was that for a long time. 
Uh, but unfortunately with anything with popularity, it grows. And, uh, you know, and then with that comes sort of an open door. And next thing you know, it went from kind of a mad, it sounds funny, but a manageable five or 6,000 to all of a sudden 13,000. Now it's not like all 13,000 members are active. There's barely a couple hundred, you know, guys will just, you know, whatever they, I think they just hit sign up and then don't do anything, but, or a lot of guys just lurk. They just read and that's cool. That's fine. Um, they just read or, or watch the videos or what have you. So, um, but it, it just seems that, um, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, uh, cause I've been, I've been an admin there for a while now. And I mean, there was always goofs, but now and again, but it just seems like it's been really amped up lately. And it's just like almost every topic, there's someone smarting off about something or just being a dick. And it's like, like even the other day, like this guy's just, he sits there and answers the guy's question. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, well, clearly you never played any competitive sports so you would get it. And then, you know, and then somebody else sits up and he replies the same thing. And then at the end, he says the same thing. Well, clearly you've never played any. Meanwhile, it's like, okay, who's this guy? Like, all of a sudden, fuck, who's the gym class hero here? But it's just like this little, these little, and and these guys weren't being, it was about the Eagles coaster thing. And it wasn't like they were being real dicks in their, in their comments or anything. They were just saying, oh, why would Eagles fight them? That's crazy. You know, whatever. And, and this guy just feels the need, like, and it's one thing to, like I said, to have comment or have a debate or what have you. That's what these forums are for. But why, why just needle? Like you got to be the dick all the time. Like just why? Like I don't get it. Or like just troll. And the thing is, as admin, you can go in and you look at their profile and stuff. And this guy's never, like I said, never created a topic. He's never posted a picture or a video. Or, you know, created a conversation. He's just a fucking troll. All this, all this stuff is just replies to people where he could all of a sudden he jumps in and decides to smart off. And it amazes, the other thing that amazes me is people that don't actually read the actual post and then just chime in. It's like, is your goal to look stupid? Cause if that's your goal, you succeeded. Fucking gold medal. Like I put a picture up the other day. It was from this, I believe in the, it's either the late seventies or early eighties Western Hockey League. In, in, uh, the pictures from New Westminster, actually. And these two Portland Pirate guys, the Port, Portland Pirate, part, listen to me. Port, this is, that is the whole bit here. Two Portland Winterhawks players were carrying this other guy off on a stretcher. And I was like, yeah, old school WHL, Thunderdome, whatever. Idiot has to fucking chime in. He goes, yeah, it's too bad that's Chicago and they're in the NHL. Like, what? Because he sees the Hawks, the Tomahawk thing on the jerseys. Yeah, you you fail to realize it says P, not C, though, you dumb shit. And it's just like, why? Why do you have, like, was this your, and then I look back, the guy's got like four posts. Been around for two years, he has he has four replies. Was this your chance to jump out of the bushes and that aha, like, oh, I got you. you figure it out, dummy. Like, was that your big goal with your comment? And then to top it all off, you look like a fucking idiot and you were wrong? Like, I don't understand what's wrong with people. Why would you do that? I don't understand. Yeah, and here's like Alex's post, and I completely agree with him. Um, it came up yesterday. Of course, Alec put a picture up of Scott Parker, and uh, we were fucking talking, and, you know, we do our inside Probert jokes and whatever, and because uh, that's always inevitably somebody brings up, Probert knocked him out, you know, some stupid comment. 
Um, I don't know what's with Parker. I don't know, like, why do people shit all over Parker? He seems to be, like, a real hot butt. Him and, well, he doesn't get the hate Brashear gets, but it's just like, why, why? Really? Parker? Like, how do you hate Scott Parker? I don't get it. Whatever. Like, I get it. You know, I'm not saying everyone has to like everybody, but, I mean, you have to... Like, I don't understand, instead of just, oh, I was never, like, I don't why say anything to begin with, but really, if the discussion's going on, just say, oh, I was never a real big fan. Okay. Leave it at that. Why, why do you have to go, oh, it was all overhyped, and he was a bum, and he was supposed to be like this, and he really underwhelming, and on and on and on, and it's just like, why? Why? You know, and then it dawned him, and I'm, you know, and I I feel bad about this particular thing because, um, and it was unintentional on my part, but it was to pr- I was trying to prove, not prove a point, but just um, the interaction. I know the Parkers, his son DJ and Scott are, you know, they're around the group a lot and uh, especially DJ. And um, yeah, anyway, so talking about Scott Parker, so this guy pipes up, oh, I was there in Detroit when Joe Coaster called him on and Parker skated away and didn't want anything to do with him. And I just type back, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that didn't happen. It was, first of all, it was 98, 99. It was like Coaster's last year in the NHL, and it was Parker's first year in the NHL. It was when he got called up and played the 27 games. Uh, yeah, where he fought Tony Twist in his first NHL fight. A prime twist. But yet, he's going to be scared of the over-the-hill Joe Coaster. I love Joe Coaster, but fuck, really? Do you really think a rookie, 21-year-old Scott Parker... Fresh out of kicking ass and junior and everything and trying to make a name is going to be intimidated by like late thirties Joe Coaster. No, give your head a shake. Well, I got it on video, bud. No, you don't. You don't. They might have had words, but no, you don't. Because I can tell you from being around the message boards and everything else over the years, if, if there had been a, an obvious call out by Joe Coaster and Scott Parker skated away. Believe me, that shit would have hit the friggin' message boards faster than your head could spin. Because people loved taking the piss on a Parker back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I think, especially on the message boards, but I think that has a lot to do with a certain fanboy in Kelowna that really pissed everybody off. And uh, much like John's does with the Blackhawks, well, this cat, this Kevin, kind of really did that to Parker in Kelowna. Which wasn't right, but... Nonetheless, it would have been all over the place if that had happened. So, I just chimed in and I added DJ, Scott's son, to the fucking uh, conversation. And I said, hey, can you ask your dad, did this ever happen with Joe Coaster? And, of course, this guy's chiming, fucking mouthing off. And then DJ goes, no, he's sitting right here. I just asked him. And he said, no, Joey and I never had that conversation. Never happened. So, this guy's like, oh, I got it on videotape, hero. And like just being a fucking clown. So here you have right from the player's mouth, and this guy's still mouthing off. So whatever. But I felt bad. And then DJ Parker got really upset that because it's been happening a bunch of times in threads that guys really take shots at Parker and whatever. And uh, and I, I didn't even think of that. And I, and I felt bad. For include because I was trying to prove the point that well here we got the guy right here we'll ask him and we can kind of we'll solve the whole mystery right like it's one of these myth versus reality type things and I didn't even clue in on and I felt so shitty after because um, I guess it's one thing 
like, it'd be one thing when you're reading it and like how, like as a fan or whatever, you read it and you get irritated that they say stupid shit and whatever. It's all, it'd be a whole other level when it's family member and, or your friend or what have you. And I, I'm like, I can completely understand his frustration with the group. And he was just like, yeah, this, this group used to be cool. It's not fun anymore. Cause there's been a lot of this shit lately with mouth and off. And it's like, just don't need to read it. But, you know, especially with the negativity that's going on in the world and people's issues in the world and whatever. You really need to log into it. It's right. It's enforcer appreciation group and have some fucking anonymous putts calling your dad or your friend or whatever a loser and he sucked and whatever. Like, do you need to read that? Like, yeah, I completely understood what he was saying. And I felt so shitty because it was like, ah, oh, fuck, you know. Not that idiot idiot would have said it anyway, but it was just like I sort of facilitated it, and it was just like, and I didn't mean to, and I'm like, oh god, what did I do? You know, I had to, I sent DJ a message and stuff and whatever and apologize, but it was just like, yeah, it, it uh, people are just idiots, and it, and that's been going on more and more lately, and it really became like I well I brought I it seems like I beat this dead horse every week, but. When I had, to, and it's going to happen again here with the tournament, but that's just social media. I mean, for the 98, the problem is that the two percent of the idiots, Yelp, you know, kind of really overshadowed the 98 that really enjoyed it. Um, but like, same thing with the Probert tournament, right? We're sitting there talking, and instead of, oh, I think he'd win. It, this, he sucked. He was brutal. This guy shit kick him. And meanwhile, the guy's in the thread. Like the player's in the thread. Like, why does he need to read that? And I mean, I know a lot of them will tweet and they'll just kind of laugh it off and whatever. But you know that's got to fucking bug them. You know, and uh, it's just, I don't know, just so stupid. So Alex had put put out, um, is it really that hard not to be a fucking goof on the internet in here? This group was not just for fans, but players and their families to relive their their career and talk about the good old days. But instead, someone always has to flap their lips and ruin it for the former player or their family member. It's not a hard concept to grasp, but I guess it's, it is for some folks. Seriously, if you can't respect a guy a bit, then why join? I'm not saying you have to kiss a player's ass, but goddamn, have a little bit of respect for these dudes. Regardless if you were a fan of them or not. No need to lay the mouth on a player. Yeah, and I completely agree. And then to top it off, the irony of all that, or whatever, even in the comments to that post... There's fucking guys running their fucking mouths. This is censorship. So you're censoring me? Yeah, no, we're act- we're asking you to act like a fucking adult. Is that censorship? Yeah, you're out, you fucking loser. Then somebody else, yeah, Gretzky's the toughest. Ah, I'm waiting for the for the the whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, your lame attempt at humor, you're out, you fucking idiot. And then somebody else is just like. Yeah, well, you're partially right, sir, but boy, do you sure go on and on. Ah, way to go, big mouth, you're out too. This is what I mean. And then I go and look, this fucking guy has two posts in a year and a half. And that was one of them? That This is when you decide to fucking pop out of the toilet and fucking run your fucking lips? What are we doing? Seriously. Like, you know, I know it's a fucking cheesy cliche where it's like, oh, we can't have nice things. Well, this is why. You try to create a fucking group or whatever where you can talk, fight fan. And I know there's gonna, always going to be heated. I think this guy's better than that guy and get the heated discussions going. And that's cool. That's, 
you know, that's not what this is about. This isn't, like Alex said, this isn't about kissing players' ass. And if you see a picture of Scott Parker texting him and how great he is and all that, that's not what that's about. But at the same time, first of all, you don't even know the guy. So I don't know, like, I don't know why you have to start yelling piece of shit and everything else. You don't even know these players, you know. And, and yet these guys will fucking mouth off. And then you look. Oh, of course, that was the other thing with the, oh, he ducked coaster. Oh, guess who had the big Red Wings profile picture? And, oh, yeah, a little fanboy there. Jimmy fanboy. Fuck. You know, yeah, it's a fuck. You're a grown adult. You know, and you fucking fanboy out. Like, it's fucking embarrassing. There's nothing more embarrassing than fanboys. It's one thing when you're nine years old and you don't know the difference. But when you're 40... And you're still that fucking loser. Like, I get go team. I really hope they win. Okay. But does everything have to revolve around them? Like, you you can't have any other opinion. Like, everybody else sucks unless they play for my team. You know, like, oh, you fucking losers. And that's like what this whole internet seems to be about. And it's just embarrassing. You know what's more embarrassing? It's the fact that I've gone on about this for 20 minutes. Well, that, and uh, that I have to continually keep bringing it up. You know, I don't know. It just, I could, I could, I, I, like I said the other day, uh, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I mean, obviously I'm not going to podcast forever. As, honestly, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I am so fucking off social media. I don't know. I'll just, everybody I interact, that I enjoy interacting with, I'm just going to get their cell phone numbers and then I'll just text them from then on. Cause I like just sending out texts and we talk about just daily shit. I mean, you know, I, we don't, you know, some of it revolves around fighting or whatever. Most of it's making fun of idiots in the group. But I mean, we obviously talk about life shit too. Alec and Jay and Dr. Chris and, you know, and all, and all those guys. And, uh, you know, and, uh, it, it's just, you know, I have no need for social media and I, I can see why people, you know, and I, you know, and as I always used to shit on Twitter and everything, but son of a bitch, I mean, Facebook, I think is fucking worse. And it's just like, I won't even scroll. Like I said, on I, I did post that on Twitter the other day. The amount of respect I've lost for people over this last year has been, is unbelievable. Just fucking idiots. And I am just unfollowing and blocking motherfuckers left and right. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, guys, I wanted to get on the show. Former, you know, and they, but they're, you, you read it. It's just, you're fucking ignorant goofs. Like, fuck that. You know, and it's, and it sucks. But such is the reality. And, uh, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and I mean, like sometimes I'm, like I said, do as I say, not as I do. I mean, you know, I've often gone on and on. I mean, I would say if you want to like maintain, you know, your sanity and not lose your shit on social media, seriously, I always say this, but it's true. Don't scroll. Just post your shit, answer your notifications and get out. Don't scroll. Which is sad because then you see, you miss, like I said, I've, I've missed what other guys put up. Because I'm just not scrolling anymore. Because all it does, all I do is just get mad about it. And it's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's just gotten old. And like I said, unfortunately, uh, with the show, I mean, that's my form of advertising on social media, so I can't escape it. But as long as I want to do the show and promote it. But, uh, 
Yeah, and I, like I've said, I've said to friends and everything that I that I follow on on social media, nothing personal, but yeah, I'm not reading your. Sh- if you want me to see something, send it to me directly, because I'm I'm not scrolling, I'm not reading shit anymore, and because uh, it's it's not fucking worth it. And then I could, and I was, and I was saying this to a couple people, but um, really, some of you fucking need to log off, really. <clears throat> and I'm not just talking on hockey. I'm talking about. The whole fucking, the vaccine, anti-vax, political shit, whatever. Just log off. Because I can tell you, here's like I said, here's a nickel's worth of free advice. You're not going to change anyone's mind. No one's fucking listening to you. You're not changing anything. You know what you're doing? You're driving yourself nuts. That's it. It's so pointless. Like you're in a, it's like a rocking chair. It's something to do, but you're not going anywhere. And some of you just put 24-7 bullshit. Conspiracy theories and memes and you just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, holy shit, log off and go outside. Like, you clearly can't handle it. I'm going to say names, but it's like you're fucking, you're embarrassing now. And I've watched, and it's uh, over the year, as a year and a half has gone on, I've seen the, the slow turn. And yeah, no, log off, seriously. You'll do your, it'll do your psyche wonders. Like, clearly you can't handle it. Uh, some of you guys, same guys that can't come on the podcast, though, because, oh, I'm, I'm scared I might say something and get into trouble. Meanwhile, 24-7 on their social media, all they do is, fuck the government, fuck this, fuck that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, but you're worried about coming on a podcast. All right. You know, okay. But, anyway. Let's talk about something topical. Let's, you know, let's just change the, the flavor of things. Um, somebody sent me this. Um, I have not read it. Uh, I know Jay has sent me a copy. I have not read it. But apparently Brian Burke's book is very good. Um, and somebody had sent me... Uh, they, they were laughing because... I, and one of my, I can't even remember what episode it was. It was a while ago. Um, I was bitching about the goalies on the hockey panel and... They were talking about fighting or something. I'm like, how the fuck would these guys know about fighting? You know, why do you have? A, and I'm like, why do you have a bunch of goalies on your fucking on your panel? There aren't they like kickers? You know, like I don't know, which probably pissed off every goalie that's listening. But um, anyway, in Brian Burke's book, he explains why he traded the Canucks goalie Kevin Weeks, which was funny. Um, Kevin Weeks. Also, I'll read you the passage here. Kevin Weeks, who came over in the Beret trade, was a backup goalie in our team. And let's just say he wasn't the most popular guy in the dressing room. Our starter was hurt, so Weeks was in net. And we called up a kid named Alfie Michaud. Yep, OCM, that was at, uh, Elf, Labrette Eagles, Alfie Michaud, uh, from our farm team in Syracuse to back him up. But we had no plans of putting Alfie anywhere near the net. The game started and about six minutes in. Weeks started shaking his knee as though he'd hurt something. Then he skated over to the bench. Everyone on the team knew he was pulling the chute. It wasn't in brackets. It wasn't the first time we had had an issue with him. There was a prior incident where Weeks had shown up late for a game and claimed it was because he had been robbed at knife point. His story was full of holes. None of his teammates believed him and neither did I. Our, our trainer, Mike Bernstein, met him at the bench door. No fucking way, Weeks, he said. Get the fuck back out there. But I felt a tweak in my knee, Weeks said. Bernstein did move an inch. Get the fuck back out there, he said. There's no way you're making this kid go in. I felt a tweak, Weeks said. Again, I want to get it looked at. Finally, Bernstein relented. Weeks went to the dressing room to get his injured knee looked at. 
and Elfie came into the game. He tried to have a drink from the water bottle before he play before play started, but he was so nervous he started shaking like a leaf and poured the water all over his head. Mess skated over to him. Look, kid, he said, "You do Messier being mad, obviously." Uh, look, kid, he said, "You do your best, and we'll and we'll do what we can for you." We lost the game four one, but it wasn't Alfie's fault. We weren't very good. It was just another losing night in what turned out to be a losing season. After the game, Weeks went to the trainer and told him that miraculously his knee was feeling a whole lot better. Oh no, Bernstein said, you're going through all the tests starting with an MRI. Bernstein was going to, was doing his best to torture him. I was sitting in Mark Crawford's office having a beer after the game when there was a knock at the door. It was Messier. Berkey, can I talk to you for a minute? He asked. I went back into the training room where he had, where he had kicked everyone else out. Then he closed the door behind us. Messier was stripped to the waist. Still had his skates on, so he was towering over me. And he leaned in with that look in his eyes. Trade him or I'll fucking kill him, he said. And then walked out. So needless to say, I traded Kevin Weeks. Kevin was gone. Kevin has gone on to a great broadcasting career. And we just and we get along just fine. <laughs> so, that made me laugh. Anyway, that obviously that has nothing to do with enforcing or anything else, but... It was just an interesting antidote that my friend had sent me. So, doing a lot of drinking this episode. I'm choking down these brew house there. Well, I don't think brew house is going to spawn. Well, I like brew house. Cheap shit, but I mean, that's my, my, uh, here I am making fun of bush apple, but that's my bush apple is brew house. But this brew house ultra, no, not so much. But, uh, Yes, I wanted to talk about, I like, I like, I, as I've been fond of doing on here, I do enjoy doing the best in the West or, uh, WHL voting poll. Um, and it's the, I always say the, it's, it's, it's sort of confusing because it's the Western Hockey League. So it's the best in the West, but it's not, it's the best of the Eastern Conference in the Western Hockey League. There, spit that out. Um, and what, back in the day, what they would, it went from 87 to, I believe someone said 04. And, um, what they used to do is they would send out ballots to, uh, a GM and then to the players and they would vote and they were kind of told, you know, don't vote for your own guys, whatever. So really it's, I mean, it's not by the media. It's not, it's, so this is straight from the players. So, I mean, who would know better, right? Players and coaches. So, you know, it's the most, um, no, I mean, obviously, I'm sure Guy Bowl, I, I know him, on, I'm friends with him on Swift Current or whatever. I mean, I mean, obviously, that's going to happen. But at the same time, it's probably the most um, honest voting that you're going to get. And, um, yeah, and the Regina Leader Post newspaper used to run these. I've, I've said a bunch of times on this show, and I'll say it again. If anybody in the sound of my voice has the best of the West, somebody told me the Tri-City paper ran it, but... What some I asked someone else and they couldn't find it, whatever. But uh because they were doing the same thing out there, and I would really love to get those those polls. So if anybody out there has them, please let me know. Um But uh Yeah, here this is here's the uh, explanation. Each year two ballots are sent to each of the eleven teams in the Eastern Conference, which includes the East Division and Central Division. We ask that one ballot to be filled out by the coaching staff. And the other to be filled out by the players. Voters are asked to ignore people in their own organizations. Participants are asked to list the first, second, and third choices in each category. Once again, all 11 teams were kind enough to respond. Voting was conducted over the past month. And here we go. 
So this is the 2000-2001 Best of the Eastern Conference. Slowly scroll down. And they do a lot. Like Best Player, Most Underrated, Smartest Player, Best Playmaker, Fastest Skater, uh, Best Goalie, Best Blah Blah Blah. But but they also do... um, but that's a cool picture, actually, uh, because this is an actual newspaper article. Uh, it's got a picture of Kazoka fighting McNeil. I'm going to have to Photoshop that. Um, but here we go. Best fighter with 59 points from the Red Deer Rebels, Jim Vandermeer. Number two from Regina was David Kazoka with 43 points. With 40 points from Prince Albert. And third was Grant McNeil. Uh, fourth with 20 was Brett Scheffelmeyer from Medicine Hat. Big chef, I think that dude's like 6'6". Six, six. Um, fifth, uh, <laughs> from Swift Current, Matt Sommerfeld. Uh, once again, I always throw his name out when people talk about um, underrated, half unknown, uh, tough guys. Because Matt Matt played a couple three three years in the Western League, and then and that was it. Went back to the farm. So a lot of people don't really don't know him. Um, like you know the Ameri- you know if you weren't around the Western Hockey League, obviously you wouldn't know him. And it wasn't you know it wasn't like shit was on TV, right? So I try to do my best to get Matt's fights. I put them up on YouTube. Um, but yeah, go out of your way to uh, S O M M E R F E L D. Uh, check it out on YouTube. Uh, you'll be impressed. He was tremendous. Fought everybody, McIntyre, Morasti, all those guys. Awesome. Um, next was Eric Bowen from Kootenay. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know a lot about him. Um, I know the name. I've seen some of his fights, but not enough to really critique him. The next guy I know, though, Randy Ponte from Brandon, who seemed to be in the fucking Western Hockey League for like nine years. Um, I believe, I'm pretty sure he's the all-time, he's not the all-time penalty minute leader, but I think he's the all-time fighting major leader. Uh, but yeah, from 16 to 20 in Brandon, and he fought everybody. Undersized guy, um, went on and played some pro uh, ended up, uh, I know he played a season and a half with the Laval Chiefs. Um, yeah, tough dude. Then, well, everybody knows this guy, of course, then after that, uh, Barrett Jackman with Regina, uh, Derek Halderson in Saskatoon, Sean O'Connor with Moose Jaw, Dean Serdachny in Swift Current, and Jeff Smith in Red Deer rounding things out. So, um, yeah, man, Jim Vandermeer could forget the Vandermeers. Speaking of which, I hope everybody goes back and, uh, and, and listen to my, my, his past guest with Pete Vandermeer, uh, on Wednesday. And we did the five toughest opponents. And that was a really fun list to do with Pete and, uh, you know, the Vandermeer clan. I think they're all tough out there. And, uh, but definitely please go back and check out that, uh, that interview. I'd actually, speaking of Jim, I'd love to get Jim on the show. Um, yeah, tough dude. Um, like I said, I was a big fan of all the Vandermeers. And, uh, I know there's, um, well, Jim, there's NHL, whatever. I, I'm, I'm strictly still talking about just the Western Hockey League. There is some Red Deer footage out there. And yeah, he, he bangs, man. And that this is the year with Kazoka. Um, he had, oh, geez. He had, I think he had five, how many, there, I gotta look this Would he have 500 minutes? No, he had 400 penalty minutes, I believe. Um, 414 in 63 games. I know he had about 40 fights that year, though. And, uh, and actually that DVD is available, the 2000, 2001 Regina Pats DVD. And, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, he's literally every second fight on there and just, uh, and, and wide open, like dude didn't wrestle and would just go for it. And he fought everyone. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Kasalka was awesome to watch. And then Grant McNeil, same thing. I have a bunch of his stuff up. I mean, everybody knows Grant McNeil went on, uh, played briefly in the NHL, 
Um, had that vicious fight with Chris Simon. Um, and then he played in Hershey for a long time. Again, man, that dude could go. Um, tremendous fights with Colton Orr, Ryan Jordy. Awesome. Um, Schaffelmeyer, again, Medicine Hat. Played in Peoria for a little bit. Big kid, big blue liner. Um, yeah, really good Medicine Hat. Uh, came along and uh, was there for a while. I, th- I think he played three or four years there. And um, yeah, massive dude. And Like I said, I were talking about Sommerfeld. But yeah, it's... um. Yeah, tremendous list, and uh, but yeah, Kazalka. That he was he was great that year in Regina. Um, what do we got? Best body checkers. Number one, Jordan Tutu, ninety one points. The next guy had twenty seven. So far and away, yeah, Tutu. He was a little bastard, man. I remember because we've obviously been in Saskatoon. I saw Jordan play a, a lot with Brandon coming to town and. Yeah, and hit 50 goals one year, and I mean, dude just ran around. I mean, played on the World Junior Team in Canada. That was everybody, the 2-2 train, and yeah, and uh, I remember seeing them Russian kids, never seen anything like that before. Yeah, was, you know, crazy little Inuit Eskimo guy running around everybody, and they're like, what the fuck, right? But uh, yeah, he ran dudes, man, unbelievable. Uh, Tom Scattleberry was second, Jim Vandermeer third, uh, Ben Andres fourth, Mike Lee, Serdakny, Ross Lupus, Chuck... Garnet Exelby, yeah, Garnet Exelby could hit, man. He, uh, Kane Ludwire, Jackman, Riley Cote, and Prince Albert. There you go. Garth Murray and Regina, Nolan Yonkman. Um, yeah, it was, um, man, that, that, God, I was gonna say, I, I was gonna say, this is a little, I always say my wheelhouse is probably mid 90s Western Hockey League, I'd say for sure, but, uh, yeah, I was still paying attention in 2000, and, um, Man, I just wish, um, you just think now, I mean, you have, you have internet TV and, um, you know, you can get every game and you can see everything. Man, it's a shame that that technology wasn't around at that time, at this time. There were so many tough guys and so many good fights. And I mean, you saw so many live, but, and you tried to get the game to, you know, you tried to, you know, cultivate relationships where you could get game tapes from guys or from teams. And that was always tough because teams, and that was, you know what it got really tough too, um, was kind of right around when, um, like when, when eBay got going, cause there was a lot at the first, when eBay first started up, um, there was a lot of guys selling fight tapes and stuff on eBay and that, for whatever reason, I get that freaked out a lot of teams. Like I know, I know talking to a bunch of teams and they were always real aware. They just assumed that you were going to make it and sell it on eBay and, uh, which was really unfortunate because, because of course then at that point they didn't give the tapes to anyone and eventually they get taped over or thrown away or whatever. And that, and that footage is lost forever. And, uh, that's really sad. And, um, but yeah, it, uh, but yeah, they, they were just paranoid about everything ended up on eBay. I remember having that conversation with a few teams, um, and minor league teams, same thing. I mean, unless you were in tight with a player or you had good, you know, um, I mean, I, I, and that was the thing, like guys making tapes and selling and stuff. I never had a problem with guys selling stuff. Um, I had a problem when they took other people's stuff and sold it. Uh, that was irritating. I mean, that's happened. That's still happening. Right there, TC? Uh, I know Pinball Wizard's still selling shit. I mean, the OHL, I met your, your past, your former employees, former employer, would be really interesting to know you're selling their shit all over Facebook. But anyway, if you're going to come beat me up, I better stop talking. 
<laughs> but uh, no one understands what I'm talking about. But uh, hopefully he's listening. That'd be funny. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I sold some stuff. I didn't sell other people's stuff, though. I, uh, I sold stuff that I made. And, uh, but yeah, um, but it wasn't like, oh, it's, he gave it to me, told me not to sell it, but I did anyway. It was nothing like that. But, um, yeah, there was a real paranoia amongst some teams that, uh, shit would end up on eBay. And the sad thing is, is as you, you like, you'd make the team DVD and then to grow your collection, of course, you'd trade, right? And, uh, you'd trade with other guys. And, uh, and you know how that goes, right? You trade, you trade and your stuff will go around, go around, go around. Well, Eventually, one of these guys gets it and decides to make a few bucks and sell it on eBay. Like, I'm pretty sure nowadays, if you tried to sell something on eBay, you ain't getting shit. Because every, cause with YouTube, everything's out there. Because this is before YouTube, right? So, um, if you wanted to see this shit, you had to buy it. But then, as soon as YouTube came around and everybody started putting shit up on YouTube for free... That really killed the DVD sale or the fight tape sales market. So, because people didn't care. Like, the the real diehards might buy stuff, um, you know, because they want to see all of it. But uh, most people just want to. Oh, David, they don't need to see all forty David Kazoka two thousand two thousand one Regina Pat fights. They just need to see the McNeil fight, the Colt Nor fight, and they're good. Whatever, they'll go on to something else. They're not the diehard collectors. Myself, I like to see everything. But most people, they're like, okay, I saw some. It was cool. Well, if I could see more, that's cool. But whatever. I'm not going to pay for it. You know? And that and that's kind of what happened with YouTube. Um, yeah. So it, uh, I, this really has no point. I'm just sort of rambling as I'm staring out my window drinking my shitty ultra beer. But, um, yeah. That, uh, that's how it went back in 2000, 2001. Uh, yeah, that's the funny thing. I think, you know, Alec was, I, was he even in school yet? The youngster at that point? Um, God, I, I, that's hard to, I, as I'm saying this, it just dawned on me that that poll was from 21 years ago. That's just so bizarre. It really does feel like yesterday. Man, oh man, where did time go? But, where did the time go? I imagine, well, I can imagine this probably. It's, it's 55 minutes and it felt like three hours and 55 minutes the way I dragged this shit out. Um, anyway, guys, let, how about we wrap it up? I'll let you get back to work. Um, on Wednesday, I will hopefully have the part one of the Paul Ferone interview for you. Um, it is all done, but it is in like seven audio folders and I have to do with some major editing which I've been sort of putting off and putting off. But uh, this weekend, when I have some time, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working again this weekend. So at some point, hopefully, and it's my anniversary tomorrow. Yes, yeah, 17 years. Can you believe it? it? It's funny. I looked it up. The 17th year is the the get, the 17th. And okay. How many ultras have I had? Um, the gift for the 17th year anniversary is furniture so um as we're trying to sell our condo i certainly don't want to bring more furniture into the place so i just i i I went easy and i just bought her an ikea gift card there we go so we're coming to edmonton folks out there because we don't have a kia in saskatoon um 
My wife loves that place. Oh, God, I hate Ikea. Nah, you know, I shouldn't say that. It's okay, but, yeah, she loves it. But I will say, like, not so much the furniture stuff, but, like, when you go downstairs, um, like, their book dividers and their desks or their drawers and stuff like that for, like, office stuff. Uh, of course, my wife teaches grade one, right? So, tons of classroom shit she gets. Plastic shit and brooms and dustpans and whatever. Apparently, six-year-olds really like to clean up. Um, which is hilarious because I've like given them six more years and they won't, they'll, they don't even know what a broom looks like in six years. But at six years old, they literally fight over the, uh, over the dustpan and broom. But, um, yeah. So she'll have no problem spending money at the IKEA. So yeah, at some point we'll have to head to Edmonton and, and use the gift card. But, uh, yeah. So 17 years, man, she's put up with a lot of shit. I think would I date her for five before that? So yeah. Because we've been together for 21 years, pretty much, 22 years. So, yeah, crazy times. Yep. But, um, so, Saturday, obviously, we'll be doing shit. So, I will not, I will not be editing then. Perhaps Sunday. Well, then Sunday is the nephew's birthday, so we'll be out at the farm. So, yeah. So, Monday or Tuesday, I might edit the Ferone interview and, uh, and get it out to you guys. Um, it, but like I said, it is finished. Um, there's just some stuff I need to do on it. Um, but in the meantime, I have some guys, guests lined up that I'm going to talk to and, uh, bound and determined to bring you guys interviews on Wednesdays and whatever this is on Sundays. So thank you very much for tuning in. Please spread the word. Like I said, with social media, retweet, share. I really appreciate it. This is, uh, you're my billboard. You're my advertising. So, uh, spread the word. If you're at work and you know, an old time hockey fan, or if you still talk to guys from the old message board days that aren't on social media, let them know that uh, Haas for the old the old fried chicken board has a podcast. It's audio. That's what it is. It's audio fried chicken. Tell them to tune in. But uh, no, I appreciate all you guys out there that listen regularly and uh, and support the show. It's been it's been a lot of fun. So. I really appreciate it. I know I yell and scream and give you guys shit all the time, but uh, I don't want to say it's an act, but it kind of is. But um, not all the time. Sometimes I'm legit mad, but not at the listeners. But uh, yeah. Anyway, now I'm babbling. Let's get out of here. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. Bye. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 